You know, Bruce, I thought today we would do a, a different kind of podcast. We don't get a chance to do these that often. But since we're ahead a day or two this week, I thought we would take, an, uh, take a time out from the usual riff and raff of the, uh, uh, the headlines and all the rest of it. And I thought we would talk about something different. So today, I thought we would discuss two very important, I don't know if you want to call them conspiracy theories uh, or conspiracies or, or, or whatever, but um, they've certainly been a topic of conversation recently. Uh, I want to discuss these things. So with that being said, let's take a little stroll over to our break room, shall we? What I want to discuss, and let's start with this. Uh, what I want to discuss to start with is chemtrails. You hear about these things all the time, right? And you, you hear about them all the time. And I don't have an actual answer for that. You hear chemtrails, contrails, the, these things, uh, conversation trails, I think you call them. I've had people ask me about these things. I've seen videos and, and photos coming from the UK over the last couple of days. I've seen them from across the US for a long time. These people have made documentaries about it before. And so I thought while I was out today, because I saw these videos and stuff and these photos this morning coming out of the UK this morning, last week in Scotland, there was some video that was recorded that we saw that we just couldn't explain. Um, now, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not even going to try and speculate on it because it just doesn't even make sense. I took a walk today and I, I look up every time I go outside anyway, because that's just what I do. And as I as I'm looking up today, I'm I'm looking around and I'm like, man, I have I mean, I've seen these things before, of course, you know, the, the streams you see going across the skylines. And I'm not talking about some crazy conspiracy theory here. OK, I'm, I'm not I'm not doing that. But we're going to examine all sides of these things today. I'm walking outside today and I see these things. And as I said, I normally look up and usually you see like clear blue skies and yeah, you'll see a couple of them here and there. And that's usually about it. But not today. Not today. And as I'm looking up the sky, I see the sky just absolutely jam packed with these things. The, these streams, you know, these these jet streams going all over the place. I, I see these things everywhere. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? I've seen these things before, obviously, but I've not seen it like this. And I took some photos of it. Uh, and I, ha I haven't showed you this yet, Bruce, but I took some photos of it. And I want you to take a look at this. Okay. Now, there are some of these things that I was watching and I would see some that would be going along there and the trail would dissipate after a couple of seconds, sometimes maybe up to like 30 seconds. And then there were others that would just hang there. But this is what I saw today. And it was... Um, it's quite fascinating. Of course, you know, with a photo, you really can't do it justice. You kind of have to see it firsthand a little bit more. But clearly, you can see a flight line going there, and you've got some off to the uh, off to the left and off to the right over there. Uh, but these were just everywhere. And when I say everywhere, I mean everywhere. Going all the way back, even to the 80s, I, I remember seeing these things. In the 90s, I remember seeing these things. But nothing like this. Nothing like this. And now they're popping up everywhere. And you see this cloud cover that forms as a result of it. It just develops into like this hazy, just whatever. Now, I'm not saying that, again, I'm not saying there's any kind of conspiracy here. Uh, I'm not saying anything like that. But you can clearly see the ones that are crossing here, right? Now, this one that's on the top here, this one was dissipating as it was flying by. So it would it would hang there just for a little bit and then it would go away. But these others would be there for, I, I don't know, hell, they're probably still out there. I, I don't know. Am I crazy? A am I crazy? Am I am I looking into the this crazy uh, crackpot uh, conspiracy stuff? I mean, here's a plane. Obviously, you probably can't see it because of the uh, the resolution, but there's a plane right there, and there's nothing behind it. Nothing. Uh, I saw a few of these. There's another one where there's nothing behind it. Some of these things had these these long solid trails behind it, uh, and then others did not. This one was a looks like a regular contrail that's behind it because it just disappears. But these others, 
I mean, you know, and then this one, right? This is the, of course, this is this is the last one that I took. This one, this one is just absolutely, uh, it, it looks like it's just laying it on pretty thick all the way through. And there's a plane next to it here that you can probably barely see with nothing. So am I nuts? Is is this whole thing uh, crazy, uh, crazy kooky stuff or what? And and we're going to talk about the Bill Gates connection too, or if there even if there even is one, because that sometimes is discussed in in kind of crosstalk with it. So w- what is this? So first thing I want to point out is uh, a nice camera, because uh, those are some pretty nice photos, like pretty that clear. Ca- I mean, that camera is uh, five, six years old. So it's not even yeah, the most it, still to be able to pick up those aircraft so clearly. I, I struggle taking pictures with similar sized objects on my phone and it coming in clear. Of course, usually those are like stars or something like that. So it doesn't do well, but in, in night sky. But anyway, um, that, that aside. So for the listener, what a contrail is, um, the, the science behind it. So basically what happens is when the aircraft fuel is burned, right, the, the engines produce both CO2 and uh, water vapor. Now, when it's expelled from the engine, it's at very high temperatures, okay? Uh, These aircraft are flying at very high altitudes usually, which means it's cold and you you have the dew point and everything like that. So basically, the water vapor instantly condenses and turns into cloud, essentially. Now, as far as these being, you have one plane you see is making a contrail and the other plane is not, it's very possible that they're in different lanes. And by that, I mean, uh, when it comes to air traffic control, a different lane could be multiple thousands of feet different uh, altitudes. And when you change that much, it, temperature changes, humidity changes, dew points, all of that changes. So at very high altitudes, you may have creation of, of contrails. And at lower than that altitude, uh, I mean, even a thousand feet, you can have such a shift that you won't create a contrail anymore, or it will create a contrail and it'll evaporate quickly. Or you know, there, there's so many different variables in that uh, that 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 can happen. The other thing I would say is, based on my knowledge, that it would be a misnomer to say that the contrails were creating the clouds, whereas the clouds were forming and the contrails are, are forming because of the same conditions. So the the clouds are being formed uh, formed due to the the correct climate. And then the contrails are also forming because of that same climate. So I wouldn't say one's causing, uh, you know, the contrails are causing the, uh, uh, the the cloud formation, but it's the other way around. So I personally, I don't think it's unusual with as much as going on over there uh, with, with uh, you know, troop movements, uh, hardware movements, you know, all those kind of things. I would not be surprised to see more flights. COVID restrictions are are loosening in many places, so that probably increases the number of flights. So personally, I, I don't see anything anything out of normality. Well, there's one thing that's out of normality, and that is, uh, and, and like I said, we were going to get into this part, the Bill Gates connection. A lot of people say all the, the, you know, the Bill Gates thing. Okay, well, let's talk about the Bill Gates thing. He launched a venture. You actually brought this up to me, in, uh, I think at one point in time last year, uh, about a year ago, actually. Bill Gates launched a venture that aims to spray dust into the atmosphere to block the sun. Now, if I were an evil, sadistic, sick bastard like Bill Gates, if I were that person and that's what I wanted to do, which of course, I mean, me personally, I'm not, but if I were that person, that's what I wanted to do. Wouldn't you do something similar? As in like, wouldn't you use a system that's already there that's able to deploy all that stuff that you want to do, that evil, sick, twisted stuff? Wouldn't you want to do it that way? But see, Forbes did a piece on this 
right? And, and you can go and look this up. They did an op-ed piece on this about a year ago, back in January of 2021. And oddly enough, USA Today, they did a fact check on the entire thing and said, no, that's that's not what he's doing at all. So which one do you believe? Because both of those outfits are enhanced by the CCP. Which one do you believe? So I just happened, I, I went back and searched in our archive, I guess you could call uh-huh. it, of our, where we posted. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, I, I found one of the articles right here. Could dimming the sun help to cool the earth? Bill Gates wants to spray millions of tons of chalk into the uh, stratosphere to reflect sunlight and slow global warming. Uh, This was March of last year. And I believe if I remember the story right, he was wanting to do it over like Sweden or Switzerland or something like that. Somewhere over there. Well, it can't be Switzerland because that's where they have all their money. I I think it was actually because we were like, it was something because it it was like they're doing it to their own. That's that's what we were saying. Oh, yeah, they were bombing our own bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe that was it. Maybe yeah, that was it. So it, it was something like that. It was it was over there somewhere. Hey. Swedish. Uh, it was blah, blah, blah. There's there. They were testing this. A balloon was to, uh, to go 12 miles above uh, the Swedish town of. Uh-huh. Karuna? I see the Swedish. Uh, yeah. Karuna. I see that now. Uh, the Swedish Space Corporation agreed to help launch a balloon carrying scientific equipment 12 miles high. So, yeah, that was and the, the thing is, is the, the headline there is saying it's chalk. It's a bit of a uh, oversimplification of it, I guess you could say that it was a it was a chemical composition. And I'm trying to find where it was specifically. It's called C-A-C-O-3 is what it's called. Capital C, lowercase a, and then capital C-O-3. Uh, calcium carbonate. OK. Hmm. Uh, yeah. All right if there's any kind of I'm, I'm assuming this would uh, uh because of the coloration and everything it would uh, reflect sunlight well it, is it just me or does any of this sound like to you like this is just a bad idea all the way around when you start toying with things like this you start trying to whatever he's trying to do trying to play god or whatever it is people like this or anybody else they have no business doing things like this but yet they feel like they should or they can the other question i have is um um, in this, yeah, to, I agree with you. This is this is a stupid idea. We we have a very small window, as as the Bible says. You're viewing through a dim, gla- like a, a through a glass darkly. I believe is how it's worded. But you're you're you have a very small window of time that you see, and it's very. There's a lot of fog of war, if you will. It's very shadowed. It's dim. It's difficult to see because you don't have all the parts. Same thing here. We're we're trying to change the environment. Uh, we're, we're supposed to, um, and it's not know. even real. Uh-huh. It's, it's based on some crackpot theory that they've got that's that, that's centered around uh, population control. That's it. And when I say population control, I'm not talking about population growth. I'm talking about control of your life. You can't tell me that's not what they're trying to do through the green agenda and the digital currency and the digital wallet and all the rest yeah. of it. Because of where it comes from, uh, the idea, yeah, it, it's definitely it, it's definitely to destroy the human race as many at least as many of the human race as possible um if not completely obliterated altogether uh but the 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 test that he's doing here i don't think the two are related um so the the you could not have a bunch of planes flying around dispersing uh chalk or calcium carbide or whatever it was carbonate or whatever um you 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 couldn't have planes full of that and carry passengers and carry uh, the the luggage all at once. It'd be too expensive, uh, too heavy. It just doesn't work, right? So I don't think the two ideas mesh. But the idea of what what they're doing here, 
I want to know what the ramifications are. Let's say they did that and they tested it. What happens when the sunlight, uh, if, for example, there's a hole that opens up and sunlight comes through, but then it's reflected. There, there is an element of it that's reflected from the surface of the earth, right? And that just bounces off the barrier that they just created and it creates this constant reflection and you would be amplifying the amount of sunlight effectively. Uh-huh. That's that actually, point. we, we kind of so, need sunlight in order for things to work within our ecosystems. You, you kind of need that. Not, not only do you need that for vegetation growth, you also need that for human life and well, life in general, you have to have it. And these people, like th- this, this moron, I actually heard him uh, emitting a theory once that they, they want to cover the entire sky with solar panels. What's wrong with these people? They're just, they're, they're insane. So, there is an idea that's called a Dyson sphere. There is an idea that you can you can create like a uh, a giant sphere over the over a star or a uh, a giant fusion reactor and be able to contain all of the energy being uh, expelled and use that. Um, the the problem is, uh, as you said, you still need sunlight. So every planet that would be in the in the solar system of that star would be basically dead. That would be a death sentence. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say the the radiation that you would have to endure in all of that. There's no way that life could survive. Uh, it it just wouldn't be possible. I mean, the whole point of us having a uh, a magnetosphere, a magnetic field around the Earth, is what it is like. That's what protects us from the radiation that's actually in space to begin with. Like if if the Earth had no magnetic field, just here where we are, let alone the whole Dyson sphere theory, if we didn't have our magnetic field here, that's it. We're toast. I mean, we're 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 not we're not able to survive that. As in, like the radiation. What in a Dyson sphere scenario? Like if no, we, no, no, if no. We... If we had no, no, no. If we had no magnetic field. Oh, uh, if, yeah. If we had no magnetic, <laughs> if we had no magnetic field, the life would not exist. Period. Because uh, right. let's assume our atmosphere could absorb all the radiation in, in general. Let, let's just assume that our atmosphere could do that for for the sake of the the, the argument. Not having an, a magnetic field means you cannot conceive. The human race could not propagate. You need a magnetic field. See, th- that's one of the things that, that scientists are having to test is humans having uh, procreating in space. You cannot procreate in space without a magnetic field. There, there, there's something about, I, I don't know if it causes the, the sperm to move or what, what the hell it does, but there's a, they, there is no procreation or, or it has to do with the, the subdividing of the cell after it's been fertilized, something like that. I don't remember the, the whole science of it. I just remember this was a this was a problem with Mars uh, the Mars journey is um, the magnetic field you you have to you have to have it to procreate and if there is no magnet, f- magnetic field life would not exist not just because of radiation but because it cannot propagate it it, it cannot procreate well that kind of that kind of shoots the uh, the prospect of procreation on uh, uh, on another uh, on another planet I guess uh, but anyway not necessarily it, it's still it's still possible. Uh, on Mars, the the thing is, is on Mars. Uh, the theory is, if if you're a uh, Martian and you come to Earth and try to procreate within that within like a seven to ten year window, um, mm-hmm. it it theoretically could be fatal. Like it could for either of the partners because there is changes that happen. But after about seven to ten years uh, residing back on Earth, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. Now it may be just as simple as you can't conceive a child during that seven to 10 years. But if you're a woman on Mars and you're coming back to earth, like you, there's a small window of the opportunity for you to get pregnant, right? Cause you have a limited 
limited amount of eggs. How can you even so, say that? How, how can you even say yeah. that, Bruce? You're not a biologist. Well, true. True. <laughs> it, it's almost like I rely on science and, and the <laughs> basic you. knowledge that we had. Yeah. How dare you? Okay, so back back to the because uh, wow, we drifted there. Uh, back to the original concept because we had to go into the whole space thing because of well, we're talking about reflecting the sun's energy back, right? Back to the original point. Does this claim, in in your humble opinion, does this claim hold water? This whole chemtrail, I mean, contrails. That's a real thing. The the contrail thing. That that's a real thing. Yeah, contrail whole, is short for condensation trail. Yeah, condensation trail. That that's a real thing. So that one's put to bed. The chemtrail thing, as in, there's this giant conspiracy and and everybody that's uh, involved with it all, all the pilots and, and everything or or the pilots don't even know maybe I, I don't know I'm just I'm trying to go with it here so all of this is is going on and the there's a giant conspiracy and it's about world government and is that actually happening do you think do you think because in the end here we're not going to be able to prove this and we're really not going to be able to disprove it we're just more or less having the discussion amongst ourselves of what we think but here's my standpoint on it do i think that it is a massive conspiracy that's going on between the airline companies and the pilots and everything else and and these whatever no i don't but this is <laughs> there has to be a but to it doesn't but i don't put it past these sick, evil, twisted individuals that are running things at the moment. I don't put it past them. Do I believe that there's some big, massive conspiracy going? Yes. Do I believe that it has to do with these things you see in the sky? I don't know. I don't know. What I do know, for a hundred percent fact, at least justified in my own mind, is that I don't put a thing past any of these people that are calling the shots these days. Nothing. Which will lead us into so, our next point, but what's your thought on it? So, to break it down, this is what you would have to admit to and agree that's happening. You would have to agree that's happening. They they created a new type of fuel, okay, that's only used for the airlines that when it's uh, heated up or burned, it interacts with the air and creates some kind of mind control drug. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Now, stop, 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 stop. <laughs> We didn't even go down that road. Mind control drug? I, I'm okay. So I'm I'm being facetious using the mind control thing. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm just because that's one of the conspiracy I, theories. I've heard con, that. Uh, it, I've heard that, and I've heard there's a mix somehow with five G. Maybe we should talk about five G too after we're done here. Okay. Maybe we should talk about that. And then there's I want to talk about EMPs today too. So we're we're going to discuss those two things. We weren't going to talk about five G until you just mentioned it, but. Mind control. So, that, that's fascinating. What is that? I haven't yeah, heard that yet. Okay. Okay. So basically the theory is, is they're creating a chemical that's being released and the contrails are helping mind control and blah, 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 or at least making the, the population more complicit. That's, that's kind are of the greater conspiracy behind the contrails. Are you serious? That, 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 that's the conspiracy behind it. So <laughs> here's the problem. Uh, the oil companies would be losing money because they have to engineer a completely new fuel. You would have to have more storage on the aircraft to have a fuel that doesn't burn at uh, as as peak efficiency as possible, and then you would have to have a large portion of the the corporate world that is involved in that uh, creating aircraft and the fuel and the government involved to create this and then propagate it across the planet. The problem is there is so many people involved. There is so that also assumes that the government and corporations are are completely capable of doing this and not inept. And then it also would require new engineering tactics on on creating a fuel, and we would have to have the infrastructure to create that fuel. So no, uh, I I don't think there's contrails are are being used to poison the 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 populace or mind control or any of those things. There's just too many things that have to happen 
uh, to create the infrastructure to create that. And then if they were to just put uh, fuel onto the aircraft, that is just simply to be expelled into the atmosphere, then you run into the problem of the extra weight that's added, the extra space that's needed. You lose space for passengers, for luggage, you lose money. So I, I, I can't see it. I, I, can't, I can't see it happening in that. You would have to have special aircraft dedicated to only uh, releasing these chemicals. And it's just, it's not a thing. It's not, it's not profitable unless it's a government run organization. And, and in that case, it's inept. They couldn't even, I don't even think they could get a freaking crop duster off the ground to, to release the stuff, let alone multiple uh, aircraft, like commercial grade aircraft to, to produce the chemical and then release it to uh, it in, in the atmosphere. I, I, I just think there's nothing to it. Now, if you believe CO2 is killing us all, then yeah, you you believe this conspiracy if you Which because CO2 that's what's essential. released. CO two is essential for life. You have to have it. What what do you think plants breathe? Just for anybody that does, I'm sure everybody knows that. At least our, the people that listen to us, of course, of course, they have to know that. I was and actually having a conversation. Sense. That's true. Every school that's, education. They know that's it. true. Yeah, I was actually talking to somebody once. Uh, somebody that had a double major, and they were you know the whole green thing and everything else. And I said, "Do you understand that CO two is essential?" to life. Do, do you understand that? And they said, well, what is it for? And I said, you do know that that's what plants breathe, right? And they didn't say anything. And I said, hang on a minute, uh, hold the phone. I said, you don't know that that's what plants breathe as what we consider to be oxygen. You, you didn't know that. And it was a simple walk away. That was either a, you're right. I forgot about that. I'm so stupid. Or it was a I, I didn't know. Uh -huh. Either way, it was probably embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, just flat out embarrassment. Um, okay, 5G, right? We weren't going to discuss this, but since since I brought it up, because I, I hear these things intertwined, right? I, I hear these things intertwined. EMP is not really intertwined with any of this. That's something else. We'll talk about that because that has uh, a lot to do it, with the It could be because of the wavelength and everything. Yeah, it could be. It, you could, you be. could say it is. And, and talking about like cages and those kind of things. Yeah, it, it, it could yeah. apply. Yeah. Um, and we could talk. Yeah, that's, that's actually interesting because we can talk. I, I've finished mine. Uh, one of my Faraday cages. Uh, I finished mine and I can talk about that. But 5G. Why is everybody so paranoid about this? When when Do you remember when COVID started? These morons were going out there and they were burning these 5G towers in the UK. Do you remember that? They were setting them on fire. What is yeah. it about this this uh, frequency that has got so so many people freaked out? What is it about that? Uh, basically, my, my, my guess is it's the fear of the unknown. Uh, we, we had similar things happen back in the Industrial Revolution. We had similar things back from books going to television. Uh, when books became more popular, they were saying that books would decay the, the mind of the uh, of an adolescence or whatever. And then television, the same thing. Um, I, I think this is just the fear of the unknown, just the same as anything else. The wavelength, uh, as far as 5G is concerned, do you have a, uh, a router uh, for your Wi-Fi in your house? Of course. Um, guess what? It, it operates at 2.5 or 5 gigahertz. Uh, in, in some cases, the newer ones operate at six gigahertz. So you have been exposed to 5G for the last, I don't know, probably like 10 years that, that the, the 5G band has been around and in use. Uh, longer so, than that. We had 2.4 gigahertz uh, cordless phones before that for the home. Yeah, yeah. Well, like well I meant the, the 5G specific, yeah, specifically. Well, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But, yeah. Like 20 years ago, we had we had phones like that. And then, of course, the, the phones went even higher than that. They went to the 5 gigahertz phones not long after that. So maybe 15, between 15 and 20 years ago, we've had that going on in our homes for quite some time. Yeah, so it, it's not some, your microwave operates at the same frequency, by the way. 
It's about the three to five gigahertz range. Um, it's about one to 10 millimeters in size, the wavelength. Uh, same thing as these. It just has to do with amplitude and, uh, you know, the, the amount of energy that's being put into it, basically. That's all the difference. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't understand the conspiracy behind it. Do you like faster Internet speeds, you know, wireless speeds? Then I'm sorry, you're going to have to go 5G or even even the, the hyper threading. There, there's the new one. The wavelengths are interthread with one another. And that supposedly you can I forget how to I'm, I'm explaining it really poorly, but basically they have three wavelengths in, intertwined together. And that's how they transmit faster amounts of data or more data faster. I don't know. It's you know, some, my, some newfangled thing. My, my argument with all this stuff is, is like, I, I'm not, I'm not against technology. I, I'm really not. I'm not one of these technophobe people or anything like that. I, I'm against, I'm against the spying on you without your knowledge uh, or w- without your, um, your awareness of it and, and collecting your data and selling that off. That's what I'm against. That's and the whole social credit thing and, and all the rest of it. That's my main gripe. I'm not against the technology. I'm against the people that are using it like that. That's my problem. When we had Pavel on earlier this week. When he was on, he made a very interesting point. And the statistic he broke down was we're losing about a year's worth of intelligence every decade. 50 years ago, you would have a presidential speech that was given on entry level college kind of you know level. Now they're speaking to somebody that's, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. We're losing about a year's worth of intelligence every decade. I would Is argue- that, uh, Yeah, go on. Uh, let me let me push back real quick. Is mm-hmm. that is that true that we're actually losing that, or is it uh, is it an element of because the school systems are doing such a poor job at at teaching our young that yeah, it technically is true we're losing that, uh, but at the same time, it's not like it, it's it's a fabrication of the of, of the system, if you will. It's an could intentional. Be. Yeah, could could be, but that wasn't that, that's inter- that's an interesting point. That wasn't the way I was going to go with it. The way I was going to go with it is the entertainment, the social media, because that over the last two decades has been a serious detriment to people's intelligence and people's uh, overall uh, cognitive abilities, if you will. People that are sucked into social media that are on that crap all day, every day, getting force-fed just nonsense, become more stupid, they become more depressed, more alone, higher levels of stress, higher levels of anxiety, higher levels of suicide, higher levels of alcoholism, drug use, and and every other disgusting neurological disorder you can possibly imagine, I I would imagine long-term. The screen time alone, in and of itself, is detrimental to people and their psyche. The television, the dumbed-down stuff you see on, like, Netflix, the brainwashing stuff you see on Netflix, and and all this uh, th- this just nonsense. As he was saying, and, and I, I noticed this, too, I never really paid that much attention to it, but the things we used to watch as cartoons as a kid are now for adults. It's almost like the average adult out there is educated to the level of a 15-year-old. Because sometimes when you try and sit down and have an intellectual conversation with somebody, you can't. Because all they talk about is entertainment and sports. That's all they know. They can't have an actual conversation about something. So my second argument to this 5G stuff is it's completely irrelevant to the conspiracy side of things. My second argument to it is why do we need it? Why do you need to spend your time as as in like a way, if you're out somewhere, why do you need to watch a Netflix movie? Why, why do you need to be uh, streaming videos or having a video call with somebody while you're walking down the street? Why do you need to do that? I'm not criticizing people that do that. I'm asking why. I, I'm simply asking why. Example, 
uh, I bought a new cell phone plan over the weekend, right? A new mobile plan, data only plan. I was talking to you about it immediately. They were trying to sell me the higher level plan. They said, oh, no, this is the plan you need. And I said, why do I need that? And they said, well, this has the 5G speed. I said, I have 5G now. I don't use it. I said, I need something lower. And they said, well, yeah, but with this other one, you're only going to be able to uh, get very low speeds and you're going to be able to uh, make phone calls and text. And that's all you're going to be able to do. And I said, that's all I need to do. That's all I need to do. I said, I really don't even need to do that. But I said, if I need to be able to make a call, that's what I want at my disposal. I said, it has no other purpose. I said, I don't use GPS because I can read a map. I don't use Netflix or or social media or any of this this other stuff. Uh, I don't use other apps that consume high levels of data, Instagram, and, and any of that stuff. I said, why do I need a higher level plan? Why, why do I need those faster speeds when I don't use any of that stuff? Why is that even a thing? I guess more to the point, why has that become a thing? And then the conspiracy side comes in. Then you have the, uh, I, I don't know if you want to call them loonies or, or what, but then you have the conspiracy side that come in and say, oh, all these things are going to cause you to, uh, I don't know, what, what are they, uh, get sick, you're gonna, your mind's going to be controlled like the chemtrail thing. Uh, maybe that's the connection there or something. I don't know. Uh, and then whatever. I mean, I, I can understand wanting to be away from uh, uh, wireless radiation. I, I can understand wanting to take a break from that. I get it. You know, people put that that stuff up, you know, the uh, uh, the Faraday fabric and stuff in, in rooms in their house. I mean, I've even looked at doing that myself. You can buy that stuff. Uh, you know, you can buy that stuff by the uh, by, by the industrial truckload now. Um, and that's what some people do and just to give themselves a break, because it has been scientifically proven. You seen these things that they have out there now called earth mats. Have you seen those? Where it actually you lay you lay on these things, it's grounded. So you have to have it to a sent to a, a source to be grounded, like a grounding rod or something, and you lay on it. And what it does, everything that passes through your body, like any of this radiation stuff, when it gets to you, it's dead. It's completely dead. These things are actually proven to be very healthy, and you can detox. I guess like a wireless radiation or, or whatever, you can detox from all this stuff. And apparently, you sleep better. You feel better. When you sleep on one of these things, you have less joint pain and that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I've seen these things uh, and I've heard people give testimony on them and they uh, they seem to think that uh, that they're onto something with them. Uh, I mean, if that's the case, you could probably just like if you have a normal mattress, you could uh, ground your mattress springs and get the same effect. Uh, it's just effectively because more or less when you sleep in a bed, you're you're cutting that ground and creating insu an insulator and you would mm -hmm. be storing electricity theoretically or static. So yeah, maybe maybe there's something to it. I don't know. I, I've never heard of it. I'd have to see the science behind it. That said, you're you're constantly inundated with uh, radiation. Even if even if we had no Wi-Fi, we had no uh, radio waves, none of that. You're still inundated with radiation all the time. Light, by the way, is radiation. <laughs> I think people people um, view radiation as ionizing radiation from the movies. Um, ionizing radiation is something completely different. Like it's its own beast. Uh, light is a form of radiation. Anything that radiates energy is a radiator. It's it's radiation. So yeah, uh, your your heater technically is a radiator. Uh, emits a radiation. Uh, your you know like I said, lights, electronics, everything emits it. You stand outside. You're standing in in radiation literal uh gamma rays and um infrared uh so you know the ultraviolet spectrum and the uh the light spectrum you know visible light well and radio waves that's also emitted by uh, in space but anyway uh, i i i don't know if there's any kind of side effect or anything mind control or any of those kind of things from the radio waves themselves supposedly nikola tesla back in the day uh was concerned about one of the projects 
because it operated the same frequency as the ionosphere and the ionosphere operates at the same frequency as our brain waves. I don't know if there's some kind of maybe you could uh, change mood of people or something, maybe. But I, I think what's more important, like what mind control, I think what is more happening is, as you said, with social media, with t- uh, TV and all of that. That is a form of mind control. When you're when you're in an echo chamber and get no form of critical thinking or other ideas, you're essentially being fed a narrative. You're being mind controlled. That's a form of coercion. So yeah, I I I don't think it's uh you're you're being hit with some kind of brain waves and being told to you know do something. But okay, all right. What what about and this this just caught my attention now since you were talking along those lines. What about this thing that we've heard out of the World Economic Forum, uh, and that is the Internet of Bodies. What about that? Because that would be a way for them to. Uh, manifest some type of uh, control over you using, and, and apparently in order for them to do this, they need the 5G grid in order for that to happen. Yes, because they would be, um, you would have self-driving cars, you would have your digital uh, passports, your social credit system, and you would also more than likely to facilitate the social credit system have some form of, what's it called, uh, Neuralink from, uh, that um, um, Musk is doing. Uh, it, you would have some form of that connected to you. So yeah, you you could potentially be. Um, I I don't think they can really implant ideas into your mind. They might be able to influence emotions, but you're you're getting into very deep territory when it comes to trying to manufacture. There's so many different aspects of that that happens in your brain well, at one time. It it might be possible, but I I just I, I think what's more likely going to be possible is is kind of like the Black Mirror episode where they uh-huh. just change what you see and what you hear. That's all they have to do. They don't have to go well, in and tinker with your brain. For. That's what the metaverse is for, uh, at least until they can figure out the, uh, theoretically, r- the rest of it. Theoretically, that's already going on right now with Twitter, uh, Instagram, Facebook. I mean, uh, the mainstream media, all of them, they fed you a narrative over COVID and, and said, hey, Ukraine, they're feeding you a narrative with Ukraine and not feeding you any other information from the other side and letting you critically think for yourself, they're saying, this is the way, and this is the only way to to view this. They're not letting you think for yourself. That's a form of mind control. You heard Noel Harari, right? You heard him. He said that human beings are now hackable animals. Stands to reason that if they continue down those lines, and they're, well, let's just say if they're allowed to continue down those lines, that is unless people decide that we're going to step up and shut them down then they could theoretically achieve such a thing over time, over time. Might not be in the in, in the short term, but over time. It's a Pandora's box that I don't think we it can is. stop. It, it's something that's already opened. You can no longer put the lid back on it. It's, it's, if a company decides they're going to genetically engineer the populace and, you know, put it into the water or, or something like that, or put it in your food or whatnot, uh, congrats, you're not going to be able to stop them. You're not going to be able to regulate that. That that is something that is so. This is the boogeyman in the room. I I, I think uh, aside from social credit and all of that, the genetic engineering. When you start getting into that world and and the possibilities, if they can if they can really do this, and and I I'm I'm afraid of the uh, the darker things that they could do with this. And the thing is, is you could ingest something or you could uh, take something. Oh, you could go in for your flu shot and it could end up being um, a, a genetic resequencer and you not even know it. And as they said, going Whoops. forward, mRNA uh, vaccines are the way forward. 
So even though it I, kills people. Yeah, that's that's a great idea. It's a great idea. Yeah, why not, right? So I 5G, does it th- does it give the ability to mind control people? No, I don't think so. I, I really don't think it's so. It's an infrastructure. Think of it as a tool. Okay. There you uh, go. I, I would say it's not the means of which they're getting mind control. It's one of the ways that they can create the infrastructure to create mind control. But stop thinking of mind control. Stop thinking of it like in the movies or something where they're telepathically implanting a, a thought into someone. Or No, you need to think of it more broadly. Think of it as just changing narratives, just changing what you see and hear. Those are a form of mind control and can it can effectively get you to do something that you other, otherwise wouldn't have done. That is what we're going to see. That's the form of mind control we'll see in the future. And 5G is just a means to that. As an example, we've talked about social credit uh, quite a bit. Social credit is a form of mind control. That whole system is mind control. It, social engineering is a form of mind control. So don't think of it as we're, we're being some crazy spooky, like, no, this is all infrastructure that they can use to just uh, persuade you or assuade you to a different line of thinking. Played a clip of uh, a social credit city, test city in uh, in China. You'd seen it before. It was the one where uh, the woman had a perfect score and she got the discount at the library, which I didn't know it cost you money to go to a library. And she got discounts on public transport. And they were shaming people. Yeah, that's what 5G will give you, too, is that social credit system. But uh, anyway, moving right along. Last topic here. EMPs. EMP is an electromagnetic pulse. That could come from a couple of sources. Uh, well, a few, I think. But a couple of sources in particular that we normally discuss. One of which, chief among which, actually, is one that is not controlled. And that is from the sun. Uh, as a matter of fact, there was a, a solar storm that took place not too long ago, a couple of weeks ago, actually. And they were actually warning people here that you're probably going to see some problems because it's going to hit some things and there's nothing we can do about it. So be prepared for blackouts and power outages and things like that. And I actually had to throw all of my stuff, at least certain things, high dollar, high value electronics like satellite phone and a few other things. I had to throw them in a Faraday bag because I didn't have my Faraday cage finished yet. But it is finished, but we'll talk about that in a minute. That is the number one threat would be that because it's completely uncontrollable. The second one would be an EMP that is purposely done, I guess, for lack of a better word, purposely done. Uh, and that would be caused by a nuclear detonation above a certain area. So that might be, I don't know what, two, 300 miles up. It would be about the height of the International Space Station. And what that would do, if you have a nuclear detonation at that height, it's going to send down, uh, is it gamma rays? Is it is, is it gamma rays? It's, it's going to come yeah, straight down. Yeah, gamma radiation. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's going to come straight down, and then you're going to have that blast go out. It's going to hit the magnetosphere, and it's going to reflect back, and it's going to come back down on us. So you're going to see so, two, three different waves of that. Go ahead. Let me let me hit that up a little bit. So yeah, the on. the gamma rays going through the atmosphere impact particles in the atmosphere, creating the electricity, and that creates the EMP. That That's where it's generated is in our atmosphere. So by having it reflected, like you're saying, in the magnetic field, uh, you could hit, potentially be hit by, you know, one, two, three uh, waves of it. Uh, we don't really know. I would also yeah. say there's another one in there that I was made aware of here recently, and that's meteors. Meteors can also cause this. And if you were to you were to have a satellite in space that just so happened to grab, you know, matter from from, you know, out out in space, I don't know, maybe something on the uh, um, uh, uh, that, uh, you know, asteroid belt or something like that, you know, and just happens to toss a rock 
at the earth uh, at, at 25,000 miles per hour and, and aimed it at, at the right target, the explosion will excite the, uh, the atmosphere and that will generate the electrostatic pulse or the, 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 the static needed to create an EMP. And that, that's what would generate an EMP pulse using a meteor. Similar thing occurs with lightning. So um, I, I thought that was interesting. You could theoretically launch a rock at the planet uh, big enough or dense enough that when it explodes or passes through the atmosphere, it can create uh, the static charge needed to create an EMP, at least a, a smaller localized one. It wouldn't be as big as a nuke, but it would still be a localized EMP. An example of, of what we're talking about here, if you've ever seen a volcanic eruption and all the ash going into the atmosphere, uh, have you watched and seen the lightning strikes that happen in the ash clouds? That's because it's uh, generating friction and that's causing static electrical charges and then they're being dispensed, you know. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that that's the general idea. It's um, it's quite interesting when you start when you start looking into all these things because the weapons of war have changed. Uh, and again, this is something else that I don't put past these crazy people that are in charge. Uh, I, I don't put this past them at all. Um, and just to give you an idea, if one of these things were to go off, say above, I don't know. Um, let's just take two examples here. If one of these things were to go off above Kansas City in the United States. That would affect all of the United States, part of Canada, Mexico, and Cuba. If you had one of these things go off above Paris, for example, at two to 300 miles in altitude, that would affect all of continental Europe, all of the Nordic countries, the Eastern Bloc, and probably down into the northern coast of Africa. Just to put that into perspective, all of these areas that I'm talking about that would be affected would essentially be back in time by 200 years. Everything that you know, life as we know it, would cease to exist. The only people that would not be affected by this would be the Amish, I'm pretty sure. They're the only ones that wouldn't be affected. And that's only because they live 200 years in the past, not criticizing them for that. But you would have no refrigeration, you would have no delivery services, no car, no vehicles would work, no modern vehicles would work, nothing. You hear Bruce and I talk about all the time at horse and buggy, that's where we would be. You'd be back to riding horses. In fact, I actually heard that there's, because of the gas prices in America, I actually heard there's some people that have been spotted in Missouri, uh, in places in um, uh, in Nebraska and stuff like that. They're actually riding horses to the stores because they've got horses as pets and they're actually taking them out and they're riding them to the stores. But these types of things, this is a very real possibility this day and age. Not to mention the fact we're in the middle of a heightened solar cycle. There was a solar storm that happened, as I said, a couple of weeks ago. They were warning people here of blackouts because it was coming right for continental Europe, which I remember a while back there was one here as well. And it knocked out some electronic devices I had, knocked out my, my house router, uh, knocked out, uh, I want to say it was my cordless phone and a couple other things. Those things had to be replaced. The home satellite system got knocked out as well. All that stuff had to be replaced. There is no recovery from that. Uh, I mean, the only recovery we have is you have to buy new, but there isn't going to be any new because there's not going to be any manufacturing, at least not that we know, not, nothing like we know. The Industrial Revolution would have to start all over again, literally, would have to start all over again. We'd have to start back at that point. There's nothing you could do uh, with any of this. So that in mind, what can you do? And you say, you say well, that's just crazy. What, what can I do to, to, to prevent that? There are steps that you can do now to protect yourself. I've taken some of those steps. And again, this kind of goes along with emergency preparedness. I was um, I was discussing this with someone uh, last week. I had come up with this idea that I wanted to build a, uh, a Faraday cage. That is, uh, it's a simple box, more or less. 
and you put things in it that you want to be protected from electromagnetic pulses. Uh, you can also buy these systems for your house. Uh, EMP Shield, I heard, is a, uh, is a fantastic product. You can look at that. You can go to empshield.com and look at that. Uh, and there are other things that you can do as well to minimize your effects of that. They have these things that are quite popular now, uh, these portable Faraday bags. I've got a couple of them. They're fantastic. Uh, as a matter of fact, they have other uses other than protecting yourself from an EMP. Not only will they do that, but they will also stop you from being tracked on your phone. So if you want to go out somewhere and you don't want to be tracked on your phone, slip it in that bag and just close the bag, leave it in there unless you need it. You can go without social media for a few hours, can't you? Just saying. But let's suppose that there was an EMP or a giant solar flare or something like that and it hits the earth. Well, you can save the things you've got, but keep in mind that if you've got your phone your cell phone or your mobile phone or whatever, if you've got that in a Faraday bag or in a Faraday cage and it's survived that solar flare and it's knocked out everything else, you know, the power grid or whatever, if the power grid goes down, the cell networks go down. So that's going to be out with it. That also goes for like flashlights. I think it drains all batteries as well, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or at least uh, a goodly percentage of them. But I decided I was going to build a Faraday cage. I went out and I bought a box. Uh, and what I did, Bruce and I sat down and we, we talk this out. And there's other ways you can do this, but this is just the way that I chose. I went out and I bought a, a, a styrofoam box. Uh, it's basically, it's one of those uh, those coolers like you buy, you know, those things. You It's only a few bucks. I think I paid like five, six bucks for it. I bought this Faraday fabric. You can buy this stuff on Amazon if you can find it. Now, it's a little bit difficult to get, our, get your hands on. I uh, had to wait probably about a month to get everything in for it. Uh, but I bought some fabric and they have a special tape that goes with it. So you can mold the tape around whatever you need. It's made of the same, uh, same material. It's a mixture of copper, nickel, and it has a, two layers of polyester on it. So it's flexible. You can fold it. You can bend it. You can uh, shape it. You can sew it. You can tape it, whatever you need, uh, whatever purpose you need. Uh, and so I lined this uh, this polystyr the styrofoam box that I got. Uh, and the reason I got it is because it has a lid that has a specific seal on the top of it. Because it's a cooler, because it's designed to keep things cool inside, the lid has to seal. So if you get like a regular plastic container, it doesn't do that. So the lid has to seal on this thing. The lid actually fits down inside of the outer shell of it. So I was able to line the lid. I was able to line the inside of the actual box. And then I was able to use the... Um, I was able to use the tape to make sure that everything around there had a good seal. And then once I put everything in there, it knocks out all cell signals. It knocks out all wireless signals, all Bluetooth signals, everything. Uh, and it's going to protect against an EMP uh, as well. Now, let's talk a little bit about the signals, the wavelength of these things. Bruce, you were talking earlier about it just a little bit. Uh, the wavelength of these things. It doesn't have to be all elaborate, one of these things. You can do something as simple as getting some uh, some brass screen or some copper screen or something like that if you can't get this particular uh, fabric that I'm talking about. It's called Faraday fabric. Uh, it's available on Amazon. You can pick it up. It doesn't have to be so elaborate. It doesn't have to be so uh, so detailed like I did it. I kind of over-prepped, I guess, if you want to call it that. Better to be safe than sorry, I guess. But the wavelengths of these things, they're all different because I didn't have mine built correctly when I first started it. It was enough to knock out the cell signals, but it wasn't enough to knock out the uh, the 5G coming from the wireless that I had uh, here at the house. So it wasn't able to knock that out. But once I went back and I re-examined everything and I thought, oh, I didn't seal that corner well enough. I didn't seal that corner well enough. And once I sealed those corners up, it's completely dead now. So explain why that was able to happen, how that signal was able to get through and explain what the EMP wavelength is in comparison to that. So a 5G is uh, 1 to 10 uh, millimeters in size. 
So the peaks and troughs of that is going to be uh, within 10 millimeters. Whereas an EMP, uh, which is more on the radio wave spectrum, is the size of a human being to a telephone pole. So anywhere from, we'll say six feet to, or what is that, three meters roughly? Well, we'll say three meters to um, 24 feet, which is what, seven, eight meters, 10 meters? I don't know, something like that. I'm, human, I'm not human beings. About two, can be about two meters. That's that's about it. I mean, that's, okay, so, that's pretty tall. So yeah. I'm like one. Okay, two I, meters. I think I'm one ninety right. or something. Okay, so we'll we'll say two meters to whatever twenty four feet equals out to being in in meters. Twenty four to thirty feet because a telephone pole. I don't know if people realize this. Telephone poles are actually really massive. They're they're pretty deep in the ground. Um. Uh. But anyway that aside they're very large in comparison so technically what 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 he did there what, what you did there johnny with the the ceiling and it everything technically even though uh the wi-fi signal was able to get through it, it was fine versus um emp emp would not have been able to get through that but by having it um you know defended against wi-fi that's able to be uh protected from tracking and the, those sorts of things as well so there is that. Okay. Do you have anything else? I mean, I, I wanted to cover some off topics today because like I said, we're, uh, we're ahead uh, by a day or two. So I thought, why not, you know, discuss some off topics. We don't get a chance to spend too much time with. I'm going to circle back and I'm going to, I'm going to hit something up real quick. Cause I, I just kind of uh, thought about it. And I think I've said this before, but when we were talking about social media, you know, entertainment in general is kind of lackluster, if you will. Uh, it's been degrading over time. I'm not so sure if it's because of the social media and the entertainment or if it's a if it's a secondary effect, if you will. It's a it's a symptom of, of what's going on. You know, the 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 overall degradation of our society that maybe maybe that's just a side effect of that, though. I say that and I also remember by coddling people constantly or by constantly reminding them of, you know, don't do this, don't do that. It makes them complacent and they don't think for themselves. They don't think critically. So I, I, I think it's um, it's all the above, I guess, in the end is it's um, yeah, just uh, I would say I would say in closing, uh, since we kind of touched on conspiracies a bit, um, look at how many people are involved with the conspiracy. How many people does it take? That's the first thing to look at. Does it take a lot of people? If yes, then OK, your conspiracy is uh, shot at Swiss cheese. Uh, it, it's not going to hold water. The next thing you should look at is uh, what's the science behind it? Is there any kind of science that supports this? As I, as I broke down with the the uh, uh, contrails, there's a lot of extra steps that would have to happen. There's a lot of people that would be involved in each one of those steps. So, you know, you, you can you can nail it down pretty quick. So just be vigilant in, in the things you hear out there and use some critical thinking. Just look into it. Look into the science of how something functions. If, for example, uh, you, you, you think that um, 5G is going to, uh, they implanted a computer chip in you and now you have 5G and, and you're whatever. Just do some research on it. Look into it. Look into where we are technologically speaking for those chips or whatever. We're not to the point to where we can implant chips into human beings and they be controlled where we're not there technologically yet. That's not to say we won't get there. That's not to say we don't have technology that can read or predict your movements based on your brainwaves, but just uh, be vigilant. You know, there was a tweet that was sent out by George Soros two days ago, and it says the following, internet blackouts limit digital freedom and stifle dissent. Holding mobile phone service providers to account can help counter these. Do I need to tell you what's coming? It almost sounds like he's 
against or hmm. Uh, remember, they I'm, have I'm to torn. show like they're against something when they're actually for it. Same thing with the Ukraine conflict. They have to make it look like they're against Russia when they're actually for what they're doing because they want I'm, the conflict. I'm torn, though, because Soros and Schwab don't get along, I don't think. Their, their agendas are, I don't know, he maybe they do get along. Yeah, maybe, maybe they do, know. maybe they don't. I mean, I, I don't think these people get along with, it, with each other at all. I think they, they do on one common thing, and then that's about it. That's about as far as it goes. And then it's power plays behind each one of them. But anyway, okay, um, I'll tell you what, we're going to go ahead and jump out of here. Uh, it's been a fascinating conversation. So I want to thank you for being here today, Bruce. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a great evening.